Hello and thanks for listening. I'm Justin Wiley with the Pool and Hot Tub Alliance, and I'm here speaking with Alex Bosenberg, Director of Regulatory Affairs for the National Electrical Manufacturers Association, about minimum energy efficiency performance standards affecting NEMA member products in North America. As of this recording, Alex has been with NEMA for 14 years, 12 of those in government relations, working on these and similar areas. Hey, Alex, uh, what are we going to talk about today? Well, uh, thanks, Justin. I think today we'll talk about the California Energy Commission and their two major regulations for building energy efficiency and appliance energy efficiency, or Title 24 and Title 20, respectively. Hmm. It's fascinating because the previous podcasts have been about federal regulations, and now you're you're briefing on state regulations at the state level? Well, somewhat. Um, Mostly just California. Um, the Cali- uh, California is, uh, without a question, I think, uh, the most active state in terms of energy efficiency regulations and activities. Um, other states can and do pass mostly legislation about energy efficiency and energy efficiency, but only California has a robust, active state commission that pursues mm. energy savings. And and also California regulations often get copied in other states uh, and sometimes even by the federal government. So NEMA engages strongly in California to represent defend our members because of it being 6% of the US market and its influence on others. Interesting. So you're not going to be reporting on other states? Not in podcasts. Um, I I track all 50 states in the district, but um, their energies are not so enthusiastic or, or frequent that uh, we need to, uh, I think, you know, would podcast about it or, or follow it every day. Okay. Well, so where do we start on the CEC? Well, let's start with Title 24, the California Building Energy Efficiency Regulations. How is this different from the California Building Code? Strictly speaking, they're the same uh, or they're related. Um, Title 24 is actually Chapter 6 of the California Building Code. But CEC has the sole authority to amend Chapter 6. And while the California Building Standards Commission, or CBSC, does approve, air quotes, amendments to Chapter 6 that are sent them by the CEC, the CBSC does not edit or disapprove those changes, or they never have. And I've tried. Hmm. So it's it's a is it a code or a regulation, I guess? I mean, I know NEMA has processes to propose changes to codes. After all, I mean, how does Title 24 come to government relations? Well, that's a good question. Um, there's two key facets to consider with respect to CEC's Title 24. First, it's a regulation. And it says so in the title. Mm-hmm. That it happens to be captured or housed, you know, its home is in the California Building Code. But changes to Title 24 are done entirely by the Energy Commission. Uh, and their process, uh, and as far as why is it done in government relations then and not by some of the other NEMA code panels is uh, because it's a regulatory proceeding, their timing for public engagement and public comments when they're in their formal approval process is way too short. Uh, it's measured in days. And the NEMA code review process for like for the National Electrical Code and other national mm-hmm. codes, those codes update with a month or a year-long processes that allow a more robust you know, machine, if you will, and we don't have the time for that. I appreciate the background. So how and when does CEC manage and amend Title 24? Well, the CEC follows kind of a somewhat, uh, the schedule is a little flexible. It's it's not a statutory requirement in terms of timing, so they, they kind of ebb and flow, but their plan is that they update Title 24 every two years. Um, so in the early portion of that 24 months, the CEC gathers proposals and feedback from others. Uh, they approve funding for research and analysis, 
to, so they can start to generate large bodies of data and then um, build comprehensive codes and standards enhancement or case reports uh, and their associated proposals. Um, and uh, additionally, when they're doing code updates, the CEC's two-year cycles are what they tend to refer to as on and off cycle, and by mm -hmm. which that means every other code cycle is very comprehensive and aggressive, and then the, the off cycle, if you will, is more about housekeeping and making updates, and they're usually less controversial and less aggressive. Hmm. So four years between aggressive code making sounds like a long time, but you said GR has to handle Title 24 because the response times are short. Um, maybe you can square that circle. Yes, um, that's a good question. It takes months and months of development to draft a code proposal, even those that are written by working groups whose participants include the commission staff. Uh, once the proposals are delivered formally, the staff then process them and very often make amendments. So some of this uh, can be a little capricious sometimes on the part of the staff or it feels mm -hmm. like it. But other times they're trying to incorporate other related proposals to make a balanced package and they're bringing lots of proposals together if it's an on cycle. So even though NEMA gets engaged in those codes and standards enhancement teams um, and uh, you know, we actually had to fight hard to get that ability to sit mm. on those teams. The problem is even then when we think we know the proposal, the CEC staff often make changes or consolidate things and, and pull them in together. But when those drop, we only have a few days to reply to this, you know, quote, new, unquote, language. Interesting. Um, I guess, yeah, maybe you can talk a little bit a bit more about how long NEMA has to reply to CEC staff proposals. Right. Well, the comment periods actually vary during the different work phases. Oh. Um, and so proposals are accepted on a rolling basis. You can send an idea anytime to staff. But then they they do those somewhat informally, staff reports, workshops. But then when they get rolling into actual regulatory proceedings, then regulations about how to do that kick in. And then members of the public and NEMA get 45 days to reply to the official language, and then the comment period closes. Um, that formal public announcement is referred to, not surprisingly, as 45-day express terms. Once <laughs> that window closes, if there were not very many substantive comments, and the commission, commissioners, that is, decide that they don't need another round of public participation, they can adopt that language right there as is or make tiny edits, and it's, it's now law. Wow, wait, so we all get one chance to comment formally on what could be far-reaching proposals, like, for instance, mandating all-electric new home construction or zero emissions. Uh, I mean, that's, wow. Uh, it Yeah, and um, it feels that way sometimes. That's why and I mentioned the case research proposals and things like that and uh, working groups. NEMA campaigned mightily in years past um, we were even going out and talking to the commissioners on a quarterly basis, telling them, you know, all the complaints we keep lodging, we wouldn't have to lodge if you let us in earlier. And so um, they finally opened it up to more public participation in the early stages. Mm. So you mentioned something about a possible second comment period during the formal proceedings. Right. Yeah. Bringing it back to the rulemaking. Um, so if there are a lot of substantive comments to 45-day language, the commission then has uh, a policy lever to publish 15-day express terms, and that is the last chance. 
Hmm. 15 days still isn't very long. No, it's not. Um, and it's calendar days. Uh, and usually day 16 is a commission business meeting where they're going to adopt it. So you better uh, be ready. Um, <laughs> but it, uh, what 15-day language is, is, is ultimately the almost, if not exact, version of the, propo- of the language that's going to become law after adoption. Um, now, the commission sometimes will make edits, like during the business meeting I mentioned, to 15-day, but Wholesale modifications are never made to 15-day terms. Mostly it's cleanup or error correction. Um, If we opposed something in 45-day language, and we often do, we'll lodge comments to 15-day, but it's very hard to change it uh, at that point. So if you see something in the 15-day language, you you should start getting ready for it to become a law. Hmm. So I appreciate the background on how amendments are made. Um, Perhaps you can talk about overall Title 24 regulation and how it's implemented and enforced. Absolutely. Um, It's part of the building code, ultimately. And so the way Chapter 6 of Title 24 is handled is uh, by building inspectors and through permit processing. So if a builder or homeowner pulls a permit, besides all the other provisions they do, like for plumbing and electric and obvious things like mechanical changes, they also have to conform to Chapter 6 regarding energy-efficient appliances, wiring, building, home controls, and things like that. It sounds like a lot for a homeowner to handle. Well, it can be. I mean, the main body of Title 24 itself, independent of the rest of the building code, uh, when all its appendices and their reference manual of guidance is 1,200 pages. Um, thankfully, the commission has a helpline, you know, a phone number and web resources and a lot of other media aimed at helping homeowners and contractors to understand and comply. Yeah, 1,200 pages. I mean, that's that's a lot. Does NEMA have resources to assist members with understanding Title 24 and conformance? Because, uh, you know, I don't want to have to read all of those. Well, we can't offer legal advice uh, or guidance, but we, we do help members review the textual context and better understand uh, how their products, if or they're in scope and how they're affected. But in the end, each company has to decide exactly how the regulation applies to them. Now, because of our continue, my continuous involvement with the CEC, I usually know the right staff member, and I can refer a NEMA member to the CEC staff if I don't have a good feeling about the answer um, based on my past experience. And uh, at this point, after doing it this many years, I can answer a lot of questions with very high confidence as because I've been asked them before or because we helped uh, – helped write that or tried to influence it Uh, but and i'm always able to provide like a citation to the chapter and verse of title 24 to help them uh, find their product and where it appears Hmm. let's uh let's go back and move on to title 20 perhaps you can give us an overview of what that is certainly so uh as i mentioned at the beginning of the conversation title 20 is their california appliance energy efficiency regulations and that means uh appliances is a broad term. It can be a, an appliance like a dishwasher or something, but it also components or products that are offered for sale in California. Hmm. Uh, and the commission, in this case, regulates both energy and water efficiency. Interesting. So how is Title 20 set up? Well, the that regulation has nine distinct sections, uh, and it's not part of the building code. It's owned by the CEC independently. Uh, the short titles of those nine sections are scope, definitions, testing, test methods for specific applications, energy performance, energy design, water performance, and water design standards. It's all one section. Then filing by manufacturers, marking of appliances, uh, and then compliance, enforcement, and general administrative matters. And their last section is called administration of civil penalties. Hmm. Sounds actually pretty straightforward. They 
to tell you what's in scope, how to identify it, how to test to it, report, label, so on. Yes, it it it's laid out in a fairly straightforward manner, but it again looks can be deceiving because Title 20 is 700 pages without its appendices. <laughs> it's it's certainly not as big as 24, but still 700 pages. Yeah, well, thank goodness for keyword search, uh, but. Uh, <laughs> I would caution anybody trying to dig something out of Title 20 not to rely on that because I've read and reread it in its entirety. It's still easy to miss things or misunderstand something because of context due to the, the crunch of information in it. I can I can imagine. Since you've read it, uh, maybe you can give us some brief observations. Yeah. Well, uh, the scope and definitions portion, first two sections, are what they say they are. Um, and uh, labeling and filing or reporting are also pretty straightforward. Um, now, it's important to note that a, a NEMA member product can be mentioned in one of two subsections in terms of performance, depending on whether that's regulated by federal law or by only by California law. So one is section, and the one that matters is section 1605. That's the one that uh, has energy performance in the title of those I read above. Um, it has subsections for state-regulated appliances and another subsection for federally-regulated appliances. Wait, so California State has federal regulations in their state appliance code? Yes, um, and the distinction is there are federal preemption laws that prohibit California, or any state for that matter, from having separate mm. and distinct regulations for a product that is in scope of federal regulations, that is the Department of Energy mostly, but there's no prohibition against a state to require reporting, labeling, or certification of those federally regulated appliances to a state database. Interesting. So double reporting? Yes, unfortunately. I mean, we can't even use the same forms since the federal database is constructed differently from the CEC. And we are campaigning to try to fix this, but it's very much within the rights of the state to govern the products that are coming into and sold in it, at least to some degree. Okay. So Title 24 is only about buildings and Title 20 is only about products, but don't some or all of those Title 20 products end up in houses and buildings and how are the two regulations not aligned? Well, you're correct in stating that. And uh, I have to say, unfortunately, the two aren't always aligned. Hmm. Uh, perhaps you can dive into that a little bit more. Sure. A good example is um, within our NEMA product scope is lighting products. Uh, and an example of that is light fixtures or integrated light emitting diode products. Now, Title 20 has regulations for um, lighting products, uh, including some that aren't even federally regulated yet. And mm -hmm. Title 24 has regulations for what they call high efficacy light sources in one of the appendices. So the regulations for sale of a light source in California store may not be the same. In fact, they're not the same as those for a contractor who's building a new home or a commercial building with respect to which lighting products they can use. It, so it kind of seems like a disconnect that California should fix. I mean, you can buy something that you can't use to conform to code. It, that's true, and we agree. Um, some To some staff, uh, I mean, to some extent, CEC staff agree too, or they used to. Hmm, they did, but they don't anymore? Well, well, by what, by which I mean the last on-cycle rulemaking to amend mm -hmm. Title 24 in 2021, there, um, that was the one you, know, you you sort of alluded to in pursuing all electric and uh, low to no energy mm -hmm. buildings. It was a very comprehensive thing. But inside that, in Title 24, was uh, 
a proposal to align Title 20 and Title 24 with respect to what constitutes a high-efficiency lighting product. Um, meaning if something was certified a Title 20, it could be used in a Title 24 build, uh, so to speak. Um, but then there were some negative comments from a small but uh, influential few um, staff at CEC reverse their course and maintain the separation. Um, so it's something we'll push on the next cycle and try to uh, remedy that and align the two. I, I appreciate that, but what was their justification for maintaining the mismatch? Well, uh, publicly, they didn't respond to the comments. They uh, Their response was to re remove the alignment, so that was their, their answer. But um, privately, we know that uh, having spoken to some of the members of staff at CEC, we know they strongly believe in the uh, concept that in some cases a product that's okay to be used in the installed base and people go buy at the store and use in their home, doesn't they think that doesn't have to match a product being installed in the newest home or the mm. a newly renovated building. And they believe that it's okay for there to be a higher standard for brand new stuff. And so as the efficiency of common products increases it that justification will be eroded or, or the argument that they need it will start to be less justified and so at some point will be harmonized uh, and we want that so that NEMA manufacturers and other manufacturers and other product sectors don't have to manufacture test certify and sell to two different products to two destinations title 20 and 24 but really to them it's almost exactly the same product but you lose the economy of scale because you're you're making two different products ultimately. Yeah, it sounds like harmonization is is something that we we're really striving for. Um, you you mentioned labeling. Does California require a lot of state only labeling? Unfortunately, they do. Um, manufacturers well beyond NEMA's scope have long opposed um, additional state level labeling because on a lot of products, you know what we call their labeling real estate on the product itself diminishes um, packaging is being regulated federally and at the state so the size and, and amount of paper or plastic available to you to put labels on even a package also gets to be less and less um, and now with online resources uh, being much more common um, i hope the cec is going to relax their over enthusiastic labeling laws uh, in favor of you know just having a qr code or something but it probably won't mm. be soon well, this has been a great overview, and you covered a lot of materials. I think if if we add up 24 and 20, that's something like 2,000 pages of regulations. That's a lot. Um, is there more information available for NEMA members on uh, California regulations? Absolutely. Um, as I've mentioned in other podcasts, I attend the meetings of sections that have products and scope of regulations, and that includes Title 20 and Title 24. So I update them when there's something active. Uh, and I can answer email and telephone questions anytime uh, about uh, the existing requirements. And uh, if a section would like me to give a brief on one of these topics or some other regulatory thing, I'm happy to do that. That's great. So what is the next podcast about? Well, we're interested in hearing from members what other regulatory topics they'd like to hear about. Um, there's things I could talk about, like the Federal Trade Commission or the Federal Communications Commission, but uh, or other governments. You know, it was North America, so we've got Canada, we've got Mexico. Mm -hmm. um, other organizations tend to um, police, if you will, or represent the manufacturing sector uh, in the other countries. But we uh, we could talk to it, but we'd like to hear uh, what what if anything else folks would like to to hear about. Great. So if, if members do have suggestions, how do they get a hold of you? 
Um, I, my contact information will be attached to the podcast and it's attached to any of the uh, PowerPoint briefs that accompanied them. And so they can get me that way or just just call NEMA and uh, or look on our website. Great. Well, thank you. We look forward to the future podcasts. And on behalf of myself and those listening, uh, thank you again for talking about the California Energy Commission and its two primary regulations, Title 20 and 24. You're very welcome. Thanks. Thanks.